talking, you know, a few days ago about this movie Beckett. And you had kind of said, like, I think I think I'm kind of on the same page with Beckett as I am with Free Guy, maybe more. So I want to I want to follow that thread a little bit. Beckett is a uh, it's a Netflix film. And yeah, you you got to you got to mention the first is the first thing you mentioned about the movie to me. Besides, yeah, we both we both knew that it was John David Washington. But mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead and tell the listeners what what was it about Beckett that you were that warmed your soul? Uh, I, I actually don't remember what I'm, you're referring to. <laughs> That it was shot on film. Uh, oh, yes, of course, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, shot in Greece and shot on film, which, uh, yeah. as nice we know, I, I tend to like a lot of Greek films as well, uh, particularly Yorgos Lanthimos, so I don't know if that was something that slightly endeared me to the film, but sure, that's something that I certainly appreciate. It's uh, one thing, yeah, because like when you watch a film and you're like, huh, this looks nicer than your average Netflix production and you find out it was acquired and they shot on film. It's like, yeah, okay. They actually shot it like a film. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think originally it was being produced by Luca Guadagnino and, uh, yeah, it just kind of, it went on a bit of a journey, um, after that, but yeah, so this movie, like you said, and and I will say by the way, that I I agree. I really like that this was shot on film. I, I think that it just, this speaks to a broader thing about Netflix properties in general, not just Netflix, but mainly Netflix, that it's just the difference between the quality of TV and film is getting way too close and it's not mm-hmm. getting close in a good way. It's getting close in a way that like everything just feels like cheaply digital and like done it done in a way that just doesn't have as much craft behind it as it could. Now there are some TV things we've seen that have been tremendously cinematic, but then we've seen so many like, TV movies on Netflix and TV movies can be fantastic, but in the sense where they just feel like they could have just been shows, like they're interchangeable, you know, they, they lack the sort of heft and the sort of like grainy transportiveness of something that was shot on film. I do think there is a difference. Like there is a difference of me feeling like I'm actually in Greece when the picture itself of John David Washington sleeping on a bus is like the overcast Greece countryside passes him by that is an affecting moment. And a Mm -hmm. big part of that is because the visuals of it are so pronounced and they're so crisp and detailed, you know, it lends to the atmosphere of the film. We don't get enough of that. And I, I want to give Beckett a ton of credit. I think that's one of the better things about this movie. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, obviously not that all films are shot on film or are handling better, better looking or whatever. Obviously a lot of stuff looks great on digital, but I agree with you. Like with something like this, even though it's not like a super stylish or flashy movie, that graininess does lend itself to the kind of grounded integrity of the film where it is like, like you, you can see like the dirt and the salt and, and things. And like, like you said, the fabric and the texture of things that it gives it a little bit more life. It it, it makes you a little bit closer to the characters. It, it gives it, uh, you know, like some feel or, or touch that, uh, that makes it easier to kind of get ingrained into it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I don't think that necessarily like saves a film, but it does make it, I think, more interesting than if it was just shot on, you know, like a red camera or something. It yeah. just would have looked, you know, just a little bit more generic. I think I would have lost interest in this film very, very quickly. Otherwise, I think that so on the one hand, this movie and we're going to set it up, of course, it follows a very familiar sort of structure. It's kind of, you know, combining a few things. Its main influence is basically The Fugitive. You know, our main story here is that John David Washington is an American who accidentally stumbles upon some sort of mysterious conspiracy, and he's suddenly being hunted in Greece by the police. He doesn't know why, 
but they are trying to kill the guy. He's injured. He's suffered a horrific car accident. Um, he is uh, like just dealing with like the worst of circumstances here. And it, originally he came to Greece with his girlfriend played by Alicia Vikander. He now finds himself trying to dodge police. He's not like a special forces guy. He, you know, he's not like, you know, he's not somebody who like comes out of this movie and is like, well, he has a certain set of skills. No, he's just like a regular dude, you know, at least when we first meet him and he's just trying to make it. So those are the things I kind of like about the movie is it has this sort of like to what you're saying, lived in sort of groundedness. It's very gritty and it does have that sort of fugitive feel, but where, you know, when a different location, it's international, the stakes are kind of heightened because he has to be really careful about who he comes into contact with. Uh, we eventually get introduced to a character played by Vicky Creeps, who sort of becomes a part of the film in a big way. Love seeing her in this. I, I glad to see her back. You know, we saw her in Phantom, saw her in Phantom Thread. At least for me, it was the first time. And then we recently saw her again, right? In uh, what was that other movie we just saw her in? It was very recent. Uh, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, it'll come back to me in a moment. But yeah, that said, you know, it's not the most it, like you said. It's not flashy, and I don't think this thing is exceptionally written. Like there are some things about it that I do think are nonsense in terms of like these people are making the dumbest decisions and I just do not buy that this would be happening. It really strains belief that something like this would happen. So, and it, it, it holds the film back a great deal and it's hard to sort of buy into it throughout. But you know, I didn't, I wasn't like, Oh, I hate this or anything like that. It just felt more padded to me. Like it just felt like they kind of had to like stretch it out to kind of justify the film length. And old. in some ways, that's what we just saw Vicky Creeps in old. Oh, yes. Old, yeah. Um, well, I still haven't seen old, but uh, I've heard she's in. I heard she's quite good. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, with the, uh, with um, Beckett, where was I? Where was I going with this? <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought, unfortunately. Yeah, I just uh, it. It's not the flashes, like the script of it. You said it was feeling like kind of padded, right? And yeah, I agree. yeah, yeah. It just yeah. I mean, it just feels like they kind of like. I get like they're kind of going for like the casual European vibe just because like it is shot in Greece. Uh, it has a lot of European producers and filmmakers involved. I believe this is the English language debut of the director. I don't know his name off the top of my head. Uh, but there, that is something that also kind of gives it a little bit of a uh, of an edge, I guess, that it has kind of more of a casual vibe to it, like especially in the beginning. Like it almost kind of plays out like uh, a character drama. Like it, it, it plays out kind of casually as it, as it escalates. Uh, and even like when things are starting to get heightened and more extreme, there is sort of a, like uh, a sly kind of um, uh, ease with which it kind of builds up the tension. And that's that, those are the qualities I, I, I like a lot about the film that it, it, it kind of, it doesn't like rush to the conclusions. It kind of allows things to kind of play out in a more naturalistic sort of way. But that also plays the film's detriment because it, it lacks the movie's urgency. It doesn't feel like things are quite as important, even though they say they're very important. And we can kind of feel from John David Washington's performance that it's meant to be important. That it, it does kind of feel like the movie itself is almost weirdly indifferent to the plight of its main title character. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly it. I, I think that when we find out the mystery of like, okay, here's what's going on. I was kind of underwhelmed. You know, I was kind of like, oh, is that it? All right, I guess. I mean, it, it just was very, like, not expected necessarily. I think people will be at least, I don't know, maybe they'll be lightly surprised by some stuff that happens toward the end of the movie here. But uh, I don't know. There, there was nothing about it that was subversive, I guess. There was nothing about it where I was just like, 
man, that is like really hitting me on another level. It's just sort of like a very flat movie in terms of excitement. You know, it's the kind of movie where like the rising action never quite tops itself. It's just a lot of scenes put together, it feels like. The director here is Ferdinando Cito Filamarino. Never seen any of his films before. I know that his first film is like not, you know, especially liked, but his follow-up, Antonia, did get good reviews. I, I know some people who do like that movie quite a bit. And I think this is like, you know, uh, definitely a film I think that he... I don't know if he, if Antonio was English language. I don't think it was, but I think this movie is a little bit more of like, okay, shooting for a wider audience and everything, especially with John David Washington here in the mix. That said, I, you know, I, I, I don't have a hard time thinking about the person who would like this. Like it's, it's, and it's weird because like, it's not a dad movie necessarily, but it is the kind of movie that like, I would I could see some dads liking this and finding it kind of interesting, but not loving it. Not mm-hmm. being like, you know, like they would with like Greyhound or Lone Survivor, or like those kinds of films. Mainly because I don't think that like what they like about those films, like dads, is like, okay, this character's hyper competent, is gonna come in and like do all kinds of awesome things. That's not really this movie. He's just kind of a normal dude. Yeah, I mean, there is something like I that's another kind of thing where it's like it's both what I like and what I find to be a detriment of the film is that like Beckett, like you said, he's not very smart. He's not like particularly savvy in terms of like figuring things out. He just he's a tourist who just happened to get into this turn of events that are weighing over his head. And like he's just kind of trying to to get out there with his life. And um, I'm not quite sure. I'm curious. Where do you really stand at this point on John David Washington as a as a movie star, I guess? Well, let's see. (laughs) I have been thinking about this. Because I was really, really unimpressed with, you know, how Malcolm and Marie turned out. But I wasn't sure, you know, it wasn't the kind of thing. That was his last movie, right? Malcolm yes. and Marie, it, it's not a bad performance. I think it's, and, think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's I, I kind of go back and forth a little bit. I'm never thinking, I never thought to myself during Malcolm and Marie, like, what is John David Washington doing? But I don't know, there was never, there was also no point in the movie where I was like, man, how do you, how does somebody act like that? I don't know. Tenet, yikes. I, I don't think he's bad in the movie, but I do think that he just is very dry, I think, in that mm. movie, in my opinion. Okay. I think the movie that I've seen him just really stand out is Black Klansman, and that's about it. You know, I think Monster, you know, he kind of has just sort of a bit role in that movie. It came out way later than it was supposed to. Uh, and I never did watch uh, Monsters and Men, right? That was one of the other ones he was yeah, uh, a lead in. I haven't seen it either. Um, I, I don't, I know I've heard good things, but I, yeah, I, I can't, I can't speak more, uh, clearly on that. Yeah. And of course he was in Ballers on HBO, which I uh, haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was one of the main episodes. characters in that, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I find at this point, I find John David Washington sort of fascinating because I mean, it's unavoidable. Like he is the son of Denzel Washington arguably, if not the best, one of the best actors working today and one of our rare bankable actors in a streaming era. And, we, you know, it's a given that if his son has, you know, the charisma, which I think generally he does. I've heard some people argue that he doesn't have charisma. I don't think it's necessarily true. I think he's trying to work off of his charisma and that, like, when I see him and Tenet in this, it seems like he's trying to downplay his charisma and kind of play it more like it, the anti Denzel type characters, like the type of characters where yeah, he's more subdued, right? Yeah. More subdued, kind of more, uh, 
He's innocent. cool, calm, yeah. cool, collected. Innocent is an interesting word, you know, like in something like Tenet, you never get the sense that he's just like a, a son of a, you know what I mean? Like he's not an anti-hero yeah. in a lot of things. But then in Malcolm and Marie, he does kind of do that. And I think maybe coincidentally, that's probably not, that might be why it's for me my least favorite performance from him technically. Well, that's the thing, I, right? Actually, no, yeah. at Tenet would be my least favorite Okay, we just just disagree on ten. I guess I, think I just he's keep, I just keep good. going back and forth. You can't trust what I say. I, I just, sure, my opinion keeps changing. But yeah, I guess like Malcolm Marie by default is like his most Denzel s performance. Like that's him like monologuing. That's him getting riled up. Like what we kind of expect from like certain Denzel Washington performances. And I, I don't think he's bad at that, but it just seems like that's not the type of performances he's interested in. Yeah, going off of Tenet and Beckett. And even to some extent, Black Klansman, it just seems like he's trying to like kind of foster his own image. But I'm wondering if that's playing to his detriment because like a movie like this, like I don't think he's given a bad performance, but I just keep constantly thinking like if Denzel Washington was in this movie, it would just instantly be 40 times more interesting. I think if this movie was, had just been a romantic comedy with him, Alicia Vikander, just sort of like a or like a romantic dramedy or something. That was my favorite thing about him in this movie was when he was just sort of this sort of there was something about him where he was kind of holding himself back a little bit with her, but he was also fun and light and engaging. And I was really invested in the dynamic they had as a couple. And I think that is where he shines for me. I, I got that same thing from bits of Malcolm and Marie when it's him and Zendaya, Zendaya just kind of goofing off and not really taking the movie so seriously. And then Black Klansman, you know, I think that that is a serious movie, like serious stuff happens. But the best stuff about that movie is when he's just like, you know, interacting and kind of like being a little funny and like, you know, him and Adam Driver kind of mm-hmm. bouncing off each other, like I think to what you're saying, the guy has a style and he's smart not to try to just totally riff off of Denzel. Denzel, I'll go further. I think he's one of the all time great American actors, period. Sure. So, yeah, that's what I was getting at, basically. Yeah, he has to avoid being in that shadow and being compared lightly. And I think he's making smart career choices, uh, at least in theory. But I think we've yet to see that role where, man, it is really just him firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Black Klansman's the closest we've gotten at this point. Uh, I think he was he was nominated for an Oscar for that one, right? Am I remembering? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think. Well, if not nominated, that might have been a case where Adam Driver was nominated. I will fact check that. And okay, then I, think I, I can't remember that he got shafted. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you you might be on the ball there because, like, yeah, like when I think back to his better performances, he is usually working with a co-star or a counterpoint, like you said, Adam Driver and Black Klansman. Uh, Zendaya, Malcolm and Marie, uh, even, you know, ballers with the rock and, uh, with Tenet, you know, he's even for at least part of the movies working off of, uh, Robert Pattinson. And that's, yeah, I guess like Tenet's kind of the weird one. Cause it's like both, it's like he's playing off himself and he's sort of, he's, it's another buddy kind of thing. And I think he feels yeah. more comfortable when he has a screen partner that he can kind of like bounce off of in a movie like this. He seems just sort of uncomfortable. Like he's kind of playing up like what he's expected to do but like it's just a lot of like crying and looking distressed and like you know being kind of frantic and stuff like that and just the performance ultimately just becomes a bit repetitive i don't think it's bad just doesn't seem like he's totally at ease with what he wants beckett to be both the character in the movie i think yeah i think we're pretty aligned on this one uh, so I fact checked it and yeah, that it is the case. He was not nominated, but Adam driver was. Cause I remember okay. there was like a lot of like, seriously, like 
John David Washington like makes the movie, you know, like Adam Driver is really it's good. His, well, it's his movie. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It was very strange. Yeah. He didn't get nominated for best actor. And that is a, a bit of a Travis, bit of a travesty there. But I think, I think he has a, a fantastic performance common. I think the guy has a lot of sway. Uh, people are, people are digging him. I think it is an actor. I, I hope that uh, Beckett and Malcolm and Marie don't soil that too badly. Maybe Tenet to an extent too. I, I don't know really what producers are kind of looking at right now with those movies. He does have another movie though coming up. The, uh, the new David O. Russell flick, which. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's run down that cast. Christian oh, yeah. Bale. Mike Myers. Margot Robbie. Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. Rami Malek. Yes. I know you probably not. Zoe Saldana, we mentioned her earlier. Uh, Timothy Oliphant, Michael mm-hmm. Shannon, Chris Rock, Anya Taylor Joy, yeah, about to Taylor say. Swift, mm-hmm. Matthias Schoenarts, sure, Indy Darling, and Andrea Riseborough, Indy Queen. So we're kind of looking at one of the most stacked casts <laughs> of the last few years. Yeah, um, yeah. It's and I think it's already been filmed. I think they filmed it earlier yeah. this year. So. Uh, we should be getting that pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, as we're kind of mentioning before, it seems like he, I think John David Washington has some sense of what he wants as a performer. And I think Hollywood's like still kind of lost. Like they're trying, like clearly, you know, like, I mean, you know, as a son of Denzel Washington, like we said, like the man, you know, at the very least, they're going to try to give John David Washington a star treatment. And I don't think he's squandering at this point. I think most of his movies are, or at least most of his performances are pretty good. I just feel like he's just not quite figuring out. Like you say, he hasn't quite gotten that performance yet where it's just like, okay, like he's a powerhouse. He, I don't think he's ever going to be Denzel, but like he can, you know, uh, justify his star status and won't be like a nepotism sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I, I think I can understand if people watch Beckett and they're just kind of like, so what's the deal with this guy? Like, why, why should we care? Like from this performance, if, if you only watch this performance, I guess I can sort of understand it, but I don't think it's a bad performance at the same time. Yeah. I like, I like that he's sort of trying to carve out his own sort of career and, and yeah, it's coming across like, he could easily do that, you know, where, yeah, it's not the, you know, statuesque performance of his dad. Maybe one day it could be, but it would be its own thing. And I think that's highly respectable. And yeah, I think that's this movie. It's it's respectable. It's, it, there's nothing about it that I think offends to any great degree the cinematic senses. There's just a few screenplay oddities here, some things that left some bad taste in my mouth, but not aggressively so. It, it's just it's just such a run-of-the-mill sort of political conspiracy thriller with just not a lot of flavor to it aside from some of the filmmaking, like the, the camera work, as we mentioned. And that said, I, I think that for me with this movie, this is such a good case of like good idea, bad execution, right? I think that... It reminds me a lot of a lot of those movies that we got sort of in like the the late 2000s, the 20 knots, where they were just like these sort of bland, you know, political thrillers, just sort of trying to like make movies really quickly off of these like political conspiracy things happening in like the Middle East because we were in such a post 9-11 realm. First movie I think of something like that is like Body of Lies. You know, it's just like these sort of like, okay, yeah, uh, they just don't really have much going on there, but they have amazing talent attached. So like, you know, people are interested to a degree. So yeah, for me, that's Beckett. Yeah. I mean, what's frustrating about it is that like you can kind of see the better film eking out throughout it. 
Uh, like you said, it, it does kind of echo not only 90s and uh, 2000 conspiracy theories, but sort of like the paranoia thrillers of the 70s, especially when like we see John David Washington from these like kind of empty vistas. But like there's always like the sense of like someone's tracking him or watching him and he can't be two steps ahead of himself because there's always someone trying to take him down for reasons unknown. And I think that stuff is interesting. And I also feel like the movie... Like, it has some political themes that it's trying to explore. It also kind of, like, sometimes taps into commentary on race, but it seems like it's too skittish to do either. Like, it, it anytime it sort of, like, broaches either topic, it, it kind of, it just avoids it. And like I said, there it feels like there's a void here where it wants to be a little bit deeper, wants to be maybe even, like, a meaner film, but it, it just kind of settles for being something a little bit more... Uh, generic and listless by by accent or maybe even by design and that might make it more broadly accessible but at the same time makes it more forgettable and uh, generic so yeah it just it, it it's there's something here like I, I don't think it's it's bad enough for me to be like I, that was a missed opportunity but I just kept kept thinking like I just wish it was a little bit better just to justify me being like, yeah, it was pretty good. It just, it seems like it's on the cusp, but never quite earning that status. All right. That is Beckett. I'm glad you mentioned the seventies vibe because like he even dresses like the clothes that he like has are very, very seventies. And I think that's very much on purpose. Yeah. And also like, just like Greece itself, like kind of has like a, um, a non-Western vibe. Like it feels like it's like kind of like, uh, trapped in time almost and, and I, I I do really like how the movie uses Greece in that respect I think it's very interesting but Agreed. I don't know if it's enough to carry a film the timing of this movie too like the civil unrest and the sort of like being in, in an international place under such turmoil kind of easy to to draw upon that considering current events happening right now but uh, we'll leave it at that so and I guess that's an evergreen statement you know but yeah, that is Beckett. It's available to watch now on Netflix. So low risk to check this one out. If you are a fan of John David Washington, you want to give this guy, see what this guy can do. If you kind of like this kind of setup for a film, it might be worth your time. I'd, I'd say check it out. It, it might just uh, be a fun Sunday afternoon watch on the old Netflix machine. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.